Back. Back, man. So, Detroit Lions season eight. We're going to jump right into it. We have some moves that was made today. Uh, Chris Billman jumps on board, front office, uh, along with the Barry Sanders and two other gentlemen. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we really we, – we thinking about Chris Billman and we thinking about Barry right now. Um, yeah. I, want, I want you to jump in and just talk about how you feel about those moves. Um, I really – I was pleased with it because, um, you know, every – not just us, but pretty much every Lions fan was wanting somebody with a football mind outside of the organization kind of to help because everybody in the organization are really not football people. Rod Wood, Sheila Ford, Hamp, she's not really a football person. And I was a little bothered when she said that, um, you know, that she was um, relying on Rod Wood. I was, I was, I was, I was distraught over that. But um, <laughs> um, I think it was a really good move. I mean, Chris Spielman, he basically came out and said, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not really fit to be a GM right now. You know, so. I think it was good for them. They put him in a position, and I believe they say his position will carry on even after the GM and head coach process. So he'll be working with the team, you know, for a while. Um, Barry Sanders, um, I'm not sure exactly what he's going to his what he's going to do. I think he's just going to be a like a counselor. And then there's another guy that they got who. Yeah, I think he's from Michigan. And so he's helping out. So I was just happy with that. Yeah. Me too. Uh Chris Billman's my guy. He's a football guy. We spoke about him in other podcasts. And he's a he's a he's a real football guy. He he could yeah. he could he could smell a player. And yeah, he's a he's an X's and O's guys. Right. And I I'm happy that he's in the building. I'm glad it's not as a GM either. Um yeah, I'm glad it is. Now, honestly, this was actually a move that I wanted. I wanted them to kind of not hire him as a GM, but just, you know, keep him in the building. Let him get – and he said that – he said that he particularly wants to help build the culture in Detroit. Now, I know they keep talking about they want to get a, a, a guy that's done it before for the GM and for the coaching spot. And that brings that brings up the red flags with you because I know you're not a big Harbaugh fan. Um, not at all. I, I mean, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that when she said um, she wanted to get somebody who's done it before, I'm hoping she's not just meaning. I hoping she really directing it towards um, the GM position because that I can understand. You know. Um, being a GM, you know, you kind of it's it's a it's a it's a lot. You know, people don't realize that it's a lot. It's not just you pick the picks and you pick the players. You know, it more it's more that goes into it. And um I feel like that you get better at it with practicing time. And then, you know, people that have set out, you know, it's like you you it's just like, you know, kind of like when a when a coach, you know, gets fired. And, you know, they kind of sit out, they go back, they watch the game, and then they come back and they, I mean, sometimes they be a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just noticed from, like, coaches, I mean, most times, and it's, it's, some, it's some 
it's some, you know, some difference makers here and there, like Andy Reid. You know, he's coached in a few different places. Um, you know, Belichick even coached in a few different places before he stuck with New England for so long. But most times with coaches, I feel like, I mean, they are what they are, you know. Um, sure, they might make, you know, changes here, changes there. But ultimately, I think they kind of are what they are. Now, GM, like, um, and I hope you remember his name, the the old GM for the, the Houston Texans that we were just looking at the other day. Yes, sir. Um, uh, ooh, what was the name? Smith, right? Rick Smith, Rick Smith or something Rick like Smith, that. Rick Smith, yeah. I, I really like him um, because he had that organization going in a great direction. Um, and he, he just – it came out that he just didn't really see eye to eye with Bill O'Brien. And, um, I you know, so he stepped he stepped away from the organization. And I'm, I'm betting the organization right now is, like, kicking themselves in the ass because it's like now they got to go out and find another guy to basically just do what he was already doing. Um, I, I definitely like him as a candidate when we – when they said that they were interested in him, and I think he's going to be like the first person interviewed outside of the three in-house candidates. Uh, I was, I was, I was excited. I want somebody like that. Like even, um, even Dorsey, you know, um, he has drafted talented players, you know, um, the Browns are successful right now because of him. You know, he just made a he made a bad choice in coaching a coaching hire, and you know, but as far as the roster, they had a you know a talented roster. I agree, I agree, and and and, that, and that's my only problem with uh with bringing Smith in or Dorsey is how how do we know they're not going to make the same bad mistake when it comes to hiring a coach? Exactly, you know? and that's that's where I was. That's where I was at, um, especially with Dorsey. Like, you know, that's exactly where I was at. But, you know, I think he's learned. Because the dude who he hired, what was his name, Kitchens? Um, something like that. Oh, he, for, um, the, for the assistant role? To help out with the uh, coaching search? No, who, who Dorsey had hired um, oh. for the Browns coach. Wasn't with his name was Kitchens, Yeah, yeah, right? Freddie, Freddie Kitchens, yeah. He, um... He 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 wasn't he he wasn't qualified at all, you know. Um, he he just simply wasn't qualified. Um, but it is a little, um, just a little, you know, tidbit from Rick Smith. I hope that's his name. But um, he does have some um, some familiar familiarity with uh, Robert Salah. I didn't know that. At, at what time? Yeah. Um, I forget what it was in one of those articles that we had. You know, I, we, we go through so many articles, but uh, it was in one of those articles that uh, I, I think one of the one of the Lions um, beat writers leaked it out. But um, yeah, he uh, they at one point in time they were in the same place, so they definitely know who each other are. They have some familiarity, um, and because I mean, those are the hottest candidates for the coach. I'm hearing that it's a pretty much done deal that um, the enemy is going over to Houston. 
Which makes which sense. I, it makes sense. I think that's a better fit. You know, um, the quarterback they have in Houston, he's really him to me. Him and to he to me, him and Mahomes are almost one and the same. Right. I think Mahomes got a probably a tad bit stronger arm, but they're they're to me one and the same. And if you put Watson in that system, um, which I'm, I'm I'm assuming you know, being enemy will run the same exact system or close to it, then you you to me you would have a winner. Right. Right. It's a good look, like him going to Houston with Deshaun Watson, and then like just previously coached. Um, um, Mahomes, it makes sense, and I could I I couldn't understand or fathom the thought Lions fan saying, "Oh yeah, let him come over here and coach Stafford, and we'd be good." Like I just don't see well, that working. Yeah. I don't see it working. I, I I didn't see it working. That was the only way. I don't see it working, but I was also saying that was the only way that I could. That was the only way that I could see him coming here. I, I couldn't see him coming here to kind of rebuild, or he, I don't think he's that. I don't look at him as that type of guy, you know. I don't know how much – the difference between him and, and Rob Salah, and we'll, after this we'll jump right back because I want to um, talk a little bit more about Barry Sanders. Um, but the difference between Rob Salah and the enemy to me is that defense, it's all Rob Salah. You know, that scheme, the way he coaches those guys up, it's all him. I don't know how much of uh, uh, the chief success is on the enemy. Like I don't is the, is because what I'm looking at it is I'm looking at it like it's Aaron Rodgers and it's pretty. I mean not Aaron Rodgers. It's pretty much Mahomes um, and pretty much Andy Reid. Right. You know. Right. And it's, I think too many times have we given offensive coordinators um, too, a little bit too much props. Like, like for example, um, what's his name over in New England? Uh, his system is old. Uh, McDaniels? McDaniels' system is, is, is old. It's an older model system. It's about, you know, a generation of football. Oh, because we're right now we're in a new generation of football. Right. So his system is old. You know, it's just that he has such a good quarterback and a good head coach that hey, he could you know what I'm saying? He could make it work. But honestly, it's an old, outdated system pretty much. Because we see how it's working with with Cam over there. And I don't I don't think Cam is the problem over there. I really don't. It's, yeah, they got a they got a lot of uh, things they got to address over there with New England, and um, but I, I'm gonna tell you this, and you're probably gonna get upset. Shoot, I want I, I'll pick Harbaugh over Selah. Oh man, I didn't know you was gonna say that. I, I mean, I know you really like I, I know you really like Harbaugh or Harbaugh. But um, t- tell me why? Why? Why just, are you? So- it's like I had to go back to the lab yesterday. I, you know, I did some research, and it's just like, just looking at Harbaugh's like track record. Like, uh, you know, I know he's having a rough time, or 
but you know that Ohio State situation, the way he's at with in in the in the Big Ten right now is just kind of hard, you know. Um, but just looking at his track record with the 49ers, um, with San Diego uh, State uh, back in the day, it's just like everywhere he went, he kind of really turned around programs and he made them successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, as you know, with that 49er, I was actually really involved with that 49er run because I was out there living living in the Bay while he was, uh, you know, doing that run. And I was re- that team was rocking, man. He really it not not only were they rocking, they were really dominant, you know. And yeah. um, they had, I, a, they had a they had a good defense too. They they had an outstanding defense. And the thing was, and he and he and he made, he basically got to the Super Bowl with Kaepernick. But um, the thing is, with the 49ers that fell south was the relationship between the GM and 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 Harborough. That was it. Like if they didn't have a falling out. He still would have been there. You know what I mean? Do you remember what they fell out about? Uh, you know what? The GM uh, of the 49ers at that time, he was having like some kind of ego ego trip. Um and and him and Harbaugh just bumped heads a lot. They were they were really bumping heads as far as, you know, they was having a pissing match every day. You know what I mean? So right. who who who's better, the GM or the coach? Win. Yeah, like right. who who's better, the GM or the coach? Like who got it, who got us to the Super Bowl? Last year was it was it me as the GM and it was you the coach and they was just right. bumping heads and it, it it fell to to the floor and eventually you know uh, had to be separated right. So um, th- these are my thoughts on these are my thoughts on your man. Um, and I do I I know that he's a good coach. I don't think he's a a bad coach or a terrible coach, but um. He has turned around some organizations. Um, But I'm a Michigan fan. And he's been there. I mean, how many years has he been there? Four years? And they haven't beaten Ohio State once. I mean, he has, I mean, he basically, I mean, and I know you, you might not understand it if you're not a Michigan fan. But if I put it to you like this, I think you'll understand it better. He basically did to Michigan what um, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn did to the Lions. I um, I, he, I understand. I understand. He, you know, he, he pretty much took them from like you know when he got there, they were you know maybe a couple good players, a couple defensive. You know, coaching up away from like really, really, you know, being that good dominant college football team. Um, same with the Lions. You know, we were just maybe a couple of offensive offensive pieces, a run game away from you know contention and winning playoff games. A few defensive ends and defensive tackles away from having a really good defense, and then. He comes in and really pretty much destroys it all. And a team like they it's so bad now you have parents. Um you have parents telling the like the team owners that they won't allow their, their, their kid to play there unless he's not there. Now what's his problem there? Like is it the wins and losses or is it like is he doing something off the record? Like that's I don't know. He's a I mean, he 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 does everything you would want. I think in a 
and they have talented guys there. They they have some talented pieces there on the team. It's not like you know he can't. I mean, Michigan is a popular school. It's not like they can't get players to come in and and you know recruit there. But um, I mean, he's had. A, I think he's had a a defense. He's had a player go. I think at least in the top fifteen picks for the last few years. But um, it's really it's just the wins and losses, man. They just look awful, you know. When they go out to play, they just look unprepared. They look awful. What's the I mean, What's the record look, this year? Um, shoot, man, I don't even. I, it's bad. I know that. Um, I know it's so bad that they didn't even. They they basically, um, gave up the Ohio State game. Like they basically. Told Ohio State like y'all win. That's how bad it was. Like it's not, it's not good at all. Yeah, his time, but, his time um, might be done in there, but I still think he's a he's a good NFL coach. I this is what I would say if they do bring him in, and you know what, um, man, I meant to tell you, um, I was listening to ninety seven point one. You know that's the Detroit. Um, station over in Detroit, Mike Valenti, my man, he was basically saying how over the weekend, so in Vegas, they had odds who was going to be the next Detroit Lions head coach, and pretty much Rob Selah and the enemy were tied at the top, and they were tied. So over this past weekend, um, Arbro was, he was like way down at the bottom. But over this weekend, he shot all the way up to number one. <laughs> um, and then uh, I wanted to say, too, about the guys that we just hired today to help us find GMs and head coaches. Um, they hired a guy from Michigan. So I don't know if that's the connection. That's what I was I thinking. Gonna, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's the connection. But what I, I would hope that – I would hope that the Lions allow whatever GM they they decide and that they pick. I would hope that they allow him, and I I think they will. I think they will allow him to pick his own head coach. They should, because you have to be on just like Bill O'Brien and Rick Smith. I hope that's that dude's name. Um, you have to be on one accord. You know, you don't want a guy have a guy you know, come in as the GM, and he kind of wants to build a team that's... Well, when you say that, I just think about what we just came from, because... We... Exactly. <laughs> two different two different pages, right? It, it it looked like from the draft, it, it, it looked like, is, is Bob Quinn really that bad of a drafter, or is Matt Patricia just that bad of a head coach? I think it's kind of somewhere in between both, because... Uh, Johnny Tavai, Jelani Tavai is one terrible player. That kid is garbage. Um, I know you didn't watch the game this past week, but man, he is terrible. Wow. Well, and I, I think that's why I think everybody knew he was. I mean, I don't know if y'all listeners remember, but when that kid got drafted, they didn't even have a video of, like, you know. <laughs> You know how when everybody get drafted, you know, they give you a background story and they say, hey, uh, you know, I'm from this place and I was born here. I had a rough childhood. They didn't even have a video of him. They didn't even expect him to go until like sixth, seventh round. Wow. 
Wow. That's but you know, we can we could go on and on about Bob Quinn and his picks. And his... We can, but that's not what today is about. But um, yeah, it's pretty much like we, we just had, you know, two people that don't seem to be on the same path. And um, but I will say this, I wouldn't mind him coming in like uh as a coordinator or Who, maybe like an yeah, nah, like Harbaugh's Harbor, coming in to take on the crown. Like he's not doing those. Uh, That's what I said. He he too he too macho. He gotta have his yeah. Alpha. He an alpha. He he running the show. But I, I I say this: whatever GM we hire, if that's the guy they really he really wants, then I hey. but, like. But what GMs out there you think coincide with Harbaugh? Like. I don't know. I think Ed Dobbs, like, I'm trying to figure out Ed Dobbs, like, style. Like, if Ed Dobbs, because I, I like Ed Dobbs, though. If he came yeah, in. I do. I really. If he came in. I really like him. I'm trying to, like, what I've been trying to do is match up the GMs with the coaches that they like. So, Ed Dobbs seemed like, uh, like, he'll, he'll mess with. I don't know. Like, Ed Dobbs kind of seemed like he'll like Harbaugh, too. Now, I also heard um, in this last couple days, Marvin Lewis' name has been floating around. You know who's putting out the reports? Marvin Lewis. Now, <laughs> I I personally don't think that. Uh, like I'll tell you this: if the Fords was behind it, right? If the Fords right. was behind it, I could see the Fords hiring Marvin Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. Without a question. Right. right. But. You know, now that they bought in Spillman and Barry and them, I think they 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 probably and there's nothing wrong with Marvin Lewis. He'll come in and change the program. But I do, I do. I think he'll come in. I think he's a guy that will come in and he would basically be to me, he would be just like Caldwell. That's what I was, he just, would come I was in. just about to say that. It'd be just like Caldwell. Yeah, he'll yeah. bring some organization, he'll bring some stability, he'll you know what I mean, we'll we'll change the culture. Change the culture but We've been there, done that. Like I'm, I'm, I don't like, I don't, exactly. I'm good with seven and nine and eight and eight. I don't I, exactly. I don't like his record, because <laughs> and, 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 he's been to the playoffs. Like, I think he's been to the playoffs like maybe four times, and he's yeah. not won. He has a game. Yeah, since he going to the, he has since he rocking in the playoffs for many a years. But they not like you said, they never won one playoff game. I think never won a game. They might have won one. I think. That was the thing. No, they they didn't. Got when I read it today, they didn't win a game. Like, not not one game. Yeah, so I'm good. Like, nah, I'm good. Not here. I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm good with. It. I don't. <laughs> if you want to bring him in as like again, if he's another guy you want to bring in as an assistant, cool. If not, nah. And if you bring him in. What are we going to start doing? We're going to start running the 3 4 defense because that's his specialty. We're going to start running. Yeah, he loves that. Yeah, like, I don't see it because we don't, they don't run that in the NFC, or in the NFC right. uh, North, especially. But, you know, I, I don't see that. I don't see it at all. I think it was a smoke screen. It was, you know, just to say, hey, you know, Marvin's still out there. I think his PR team threw that out there. Marvin's still here. Don't forget about him. But I don't think we get him. I'll pass. Yeah. Um- uh, you know, I, I mean, if you want to bring him in, you know, like I said, there's an assistant guy, you know, because I feel like that's – I feel like a guy like that is who Patricia should have had on his staff. Like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to bring in a guy to be my assistant that is 
kind of done this thing before, you know? You know he wasn't doing that. You know why. Exactly. Right, right. But um, I think fans, um, I think before we start even looking at coaches, we got to really sit and sit these next couple of weeks out. And because I didn't know this today, but the Lions only interviewed three candidates this last GM search. Who, for Quinn? Yeah, they only interviewed three candidates. Who was it? Refresh the people's mind. Mind too. It was it was Bob Quinn, and then it was two dudes who weren't – they weren't qualified for the – you know how, like, you might not be necessarily – you know you're not going to get the head coaching spot, but you'll get the interview anyway just to kind of get your name out there. Yeah. Like, kind of like when we interviewed um, Terrell Austin for the head coach position. Right, but right. We went right. Like that. It was two dudes like that. And then, you know, it was a couple guys who turned down the interview. I, did, so, I, didn't, I don't think really, I liked them anyway. I didn't like anybody. And I, I ain't going to lie, I like Quinn a lot. Quinn was my favorite one out of everybody. But, shoot, how that turned out. Um, yeah, so now I'm okay. And um, also, you know, it's been said by multiple different sources that the Lions job um, is appealing. I told you that. I told you People that. People have been saying that the Lions job is appealing, so I'm okay with them taking because I think they said, you know, that the process of finding a guy could take up to six weeks. And you know what? I'm cool because I want you to – No, I don't want that's you to- what I'm not cool with, though. I'm not cool with the six weeks because how many weeks is left in the season? We got three weeks, right? Three. Yeah, we got three So weeks. put it this way. In three weeks, there's going to be a Black Monday, right, coming up. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> With that said, as appealing that the job is now, it's not going to be that appealing after that Black Monday because it's going to be that jet. I, I like the me personally. I like the jet job a little bit better than the Lions job. I, I oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It, um, I think though, I think what it is is um, it's a couple guys they want to interview. That's on playoff teams right now, and they won't be able to. They can't. They can't interview them except for like. Um, it's like that week, the bye week, you know, where it's like no playoff games, no games. Who is it? Or I'm not sure, but I'm saying I think it's like I'm hoping. What I'm hoping for is that it's somebody from like the Steelers organization. Or the Ravens organization that they want to, you know, um, interview and talk to. But yeah, again, it's it's a couple guys that we can't interview right away. Like, and we also can't hire them until the season is over. Only guy, so like, only guy I like that's coming out from a playoff team or a team that's going to probably be in it is Ed, Ed Dobbs. That's on. That's it. That's the only guy. That's the only guy I'll wait for. Everybody else, I'm like, if you ain't getting Dobbs, then I ain't waiting. I think it's. A, I think it's a couple of names out there circling, circulating around. Um, it's a couple of names out there circling, um, circling around Pittsburgh. Um, they had. A, they got a couple of good, strong candidates in their building. To be honest, they got some guys in that front office that's literally. Been there for years, helped draft great players and build great teams, and I think that's that's the organization we should be pulling from. 
I don't want to pull. I don't want to pull from these organizations. This is bad as us. You know, I don't want Marvin Lewis to come here, who just got fired from coaching the Cincinnati Bengals because of lack of success. Um, I want some guys to come here from winning organizations that have, you know, knows what it takes to be around, knows what it takes to build a team, has seen it done before, has a, you know, has a strong vision. And it seems like, you know, ain't nobody from New England. Um, <laughs> but it seems like the teams that constantly have a, a good team, a good squad, year in and year out, yeah, everybody has a one or two down years, you know, during rebuilds and stuff. But the Ravens, Pittsburgh, those are two teams at the top of the list that always continuously have something going for them. Definitely. Definitely. I I I would love to take something from that that, that football family, but I I don't know. I, I just think me me per, I there's no co- I know I I know you I know you ready to get, I'm ready I know you ready to get somebody in right away because I know you don't want and I was feeling that way too I didn't want the season to end and then people to be like oh you know what fuck that I'll go and <laughs> I, I'll go and work for the I'll take the Jets job you know um, yeah I'm not giving nobody a chance to think I'm not giving anybody a chance to renege on the on, on what they. Got to do. This is the perfect time, unless you're getting somebody like Ed Dobbs. Uh, right. And I'll be honest with you. This, and I've done research on the Ravens and the Steelers. There's nobody there unless it's the main guys involved. Like the G- and the Lions. One thing the Lions are telling you. See, they're gonna be for real about this. If they are, if they haven't been a GM before, there's probably a ninety, a high. Up a ninety percent chance they're not going to hire the guy. So uh, probably not. Guy, yeah. So Dor- not. so Dorsey and that even ex- and that take Dobbs out. Dobbs is I think is out. That's why that story came out with my man from Houston, uh, the Smith guy. It's because he's in the lead running with Dorsey. Them two, I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of weeks that we hear Thomas Dimitrov get an interview. So I got. My front runner, and I wanted I wanted to interview him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely think he has to get an interview. So it's Thomas Dimitrov, yeah. Smith, and then um, Dorsey. Those are probably your three top Don Dotters right now. That's that the Lions are looking at because they gotta go. They, their thing is like this: we have to have somebody that was a GM before. Uh, Bob Quinn messed it up for anybody coming in that didn't do it before. You see what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and the Lions are a tight organization that's still ran by the Fords, and they're not going to take a risk again like that. Not. I still, I, I still think Dodds. Um, I still think Dodds has a chance. No, I do too. I think um, Dodds has a chance, but then again, uh, he he has a chance, and I put him. I put him number four. I put him in a list, but uh, he actually's on the outside looking in as far as. When it comes to Dobbs, Smith, and Dimitrov, them them fellas, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, understood. Um, honestly, if you're asking me, um, if they if they t- if they said that they wanted to hire Rick Smith tomorrow, I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't. Um, you wouldn't? No, because I would like I like him as a GM, 
I only like him as much as who he picks as the coach. You see what I'm saying? Mm, it, ha- yeah. it, it has to – he has to – because if he gets – like, say if he gets hired, right, and then he, like, right. he brings in – let's just say, hypothetically, let's just throw out, he brings in Eric Bien to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Oh, cause you, you, oh yeah, you don't like the enemy as a uh... hey coach. Now this is the thing with the enemy. Um, I know his name is out there, um, but it's his name kind of been out there for a few years, and you know he's got a he's got a background, like he has a background as far as head coaching goes. So I wouldn't be surprised if he still didn't even after this year if he still didn't get uh, a head Who, coach position just because of nah his, nah yeah. he's gone. He's definitely getting that job. He's definitely getting a job because there's going to be so many jobs available. You got the Jets job. Yeah. He's definitely going to be some jobs available. Yeah, if, if he doesn't get the Houston, let's just say the Houston job is just like, nah, we good. He's definitely getting a Jets job. He's in there like swimwear. Like, he's he's got that job. That's already done. Like, I, he gets to pick and choose to say, I'm going to Houston. But let's just say Houston was like, nah, we're going to go a different direction. The Jets, Jets yeah. is rolling out the red carpet for that guy. Yeah, and I, I I do think that it's gonna take us. I think it's gonna take us a minute to pick. Uh, I know I know we want to get it done and we want to kind of see what we're working with, but I think it's gonna take. And I I do too. I want it, I want them to pick someone that they feel comfortable with and that they really really want as soon as possible because I want them to be in a position where they can start. Um, they can, they can get a guy in and because um, remember when we hired Bob Quinn, we kind of hired him. Um, it kind of came at the end of the season, like after the Super Bowl, because you know he was with the Patriots and um, he didn't really have time to prepare for drafts and look at free agent players and whatnot. But um, I want a guy to come in as soon as possible because I want him to be able to check out, you know, fig- first figure out what you know. What are you going to do with Stafford? What are you looking to do in the draft? Um, I, uh, also, on the draft, we are like one game out of being in the top five. So that's that's good for us. Um, now, I want to kind of switch over um, from talking about the GM um, position until we get a little bit more news. Right. But um, let's talk about the Stafford injury. Um, where are you with that? I know he doesn't have any broken ribs. He doesn't have anything broken. Nothing is cracked. He's still in a lot of pain. Uh, where are you with that? Uh, I definitely think he's sitting out this week. And people, if right. he wants to play that Stafford role and like, oh, I'm a tough guy because you know he does that. He's known for being a tough guy. Uh, yeah. If he wants to do that, I, I take my hat off to him. I love him for that. You know what I mean? But I'd rather him sit out this game. But if he did want to come out and, and say I'm toughing it out and I love this team and I'm fighting all the way to the end. That's respectable, you know. I, I take my hat off to him, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna support him, and, and I'm gonna watch the game. I'm gonna hope he has a hell of a game, you know. But uh, realistically, he he he's better off just sitting this one out. He's better off. I I think I texted you the other day. He's better off sitting out the whole season, to be honest with you. Uh, um. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. Um. On the on the on the situation, I I think he definitely does not play on Sunday. And then I think Sunday, if they lose, they're pretty much mathematically I think they only out. Have a, yeah, they're mathematically out. Right, they only out. have a 
they only have a one percent, two percent chance right now of making it. Um, so if they lose Sunday, which I mean, let's be honest, it's the Titans here. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later in, the, you know, right after this. And them games, but it's the Titans. And just to, and just to let you know, them games is going going to sting us. That that Bear game that we won, and that Atlanta game that we won. Because I think if we'd have lost them two, man, we probably would have been top top four. Already, you yeah. already know. No, most definitely. Those, um, the Bears, yeah, the Bears game that we just won, that's gonna really be a pain to us. Um, when we beat Arizona, um, that's gonna be a pain to us. <laughs> um, but I still think the Washington one too. I still, yeah, the Washington game was. Oh man. Because they could end up, I mean, they. I was looking at everybody's schedule, and the good thing for us is a lot of the teams that's ahead of us right now in draft position, they play each other. So it's going to help us one way or another. Like, even if one team win and one team lose, it's going to help us one way or another as far as draft position. And like I said, I don't see us winning another game. I don't believe Stafford will play. I don't think it's good. I don't think they'll send him out there and say, you know, um, we're mathematically eliminated. We know you were just hurt last week going out there and play. I think he's done. Um, I think they're going to – they was um, they actually looked at another quarterback today right, from the right. XFL. Yeah, so, I, I, I believe he's done for the rest of the season if they're smart. You know, because at the end of the day, you don't want him to go out there and say he don't play this game, he plays the next two games. You don't want him to go out there that last game against the Bears – who have a good defense, who still might uh, – oh, not the Bears, my bad, but, you know, maybe against the, the Vikings who have a pretty okay pass rush. And then you go out there and he gets hit a couple more times and then boom. His, his body is showing you literally right now that it's falling apart. Right. His body is showing you right now, like, listen, hey, I've taken as many hits as I can take. You know, I've done this. You know, and it's a difference when, you know – uh, you kind of a little bit hurt or injured or a little bit in pain, but you're in a playoff game where you're playing for that last playoff spot. This is not that situation. I would think if they if they really care about his health, they would sit him out for the rest of the last three games and most likely lose out. I don't see us beating anybody with what we have. Um, but we, we will see. We will see. I, I know he's not playing Sunday, though, so that's – that's that. I know he's not playing Sunday. Um, so, yeah, did you want to go ahead and switch into um, what we're going to be looking for in Sunday's game against the Titans? No, nah, we're going to do that tomorrow. We're still going we, we're gonna to do the preview game. This is just emergency, so I wanted to talk uh, about the, uh, you know, the hirings and just, and just to uh, brush back. I know you wanted to get in a little bit more about the Barry Sanders hiring, so touch up on that. Yeah. With, with Barry, um, and I'm glad you um, reminded me, but, yeah, with Barry, um, I'm, that's good because I'm thinking that he's going to want to come in, and what they're doing right now is they're kind of making it look better. They they still got um, to mend stuff with Calvin Johnson. That's That would make it look really good, and they need to do that soon. Uh, I, would, I would hope that they would try to maybe be calling him up within the next couple of weeks as well, like, hey, you know, Let's let's make this right. Let's amend let's amend this, you know, because people see that. You know, people see 
Oh damn, Calvin don't even. He don't even mess with them for real. He don't go there. He don't speak with them. He, Calvin, they can't. Calvin want his money though. Are they gonna give him his money? Exactly. That's I don't. I mean, and I don't know how they can do it. I don't know if they just want to say, "Hey, let's just write this guy check," or do they want to say, "Hey, you know what? Do it like they kind of did Barry. Like you know, look, you know, be, be a, um, you know, be a face car for us, and we'll pay you. You know, we're gonna pay you. You know, a little bit. You know, and I pay him even a little bit more. Like yeah." You know, come in, you know, um, come come out to the practice field every once in a while. Go to a couple Detroit Lions events. And, you know, we're going to put you on the payroll. We're going to get you going. We're going to get you working. He is I, – I, I don't want to understate this. He is needed in that organization, bro. Yep. Calvin Johnson yep. has to be in the building. He doesn't yep. – and he doesn't have – he shouldn't have to show up once – a year and just make an appearance. He needs to be in the building full time. Yeah, he, he needs to be somebody who, especially if they trade Stafford, he needs to be somebody who free agents can call up and say, hey, you know, or he needs to be a guy who can call up a free agent. He, he, the thing is, he's so respected by everybody league-wide. league, league wide. You know, it's like, it's just like Chris Spielman. And Barry Sanders, you know, he needs to be somebody who he needs to be somebody whose face is seen with the Lions to make them as an organization look better, make him look, you know, like they really want to treat players better and stuff like that. That's how I feel. You're right. He needs to be some. And he the thing is, he still stays in Detroit. Yeah, he's yearning for it. I can see he's it. yearning. He he yeah. needs to be respected by the Lions. Uh, when is he going to the Hall of Fame? Is it this year? I I think so. I mean, I don't know if he's first ballot, but yeah, I think it's yeah, this, he's going to be this this up, definitely going to be this yeah, he's one. definitely going to be first ballot. You know that he got to be. If he not, I'm 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 done with the NFL if he's not first ballot. He he do. I, I know it was another guy. I forgot what his name was. He was a really good player, but he said he got him to the Hall of Fame. But I know he said the reason he didn't. Now he wasn't he wasn't on. Calvin's level as far as being the best at his position, but he was up there. But I know he was saying if he hadn't um if he did if he hadn't played with the Lions, he would have been in the Hall of Fame uh much earlier. Uh, I could see that. But Calvin just the Calvin yeah. was just a freak. Like he he Yeah, he he's the best wide receiver I've ever yeah, seen. They gotta have line. to put him in their first ballot. Uh and if it's this year, it just makes sense. Like Barry, I'm I'm praying that Barry and Chris Billman or at the Fords, like they're talking to Sheila, like, yo, we got to give him his money, slide him a check, whatever you got to do, we, we need him in the building with us. He should be, he should be standing tall with us. Cause that, like you just said, it's going to get people to be like, oh, Calvin over there, he's chilling. Uh, like, a, like, like free agent wide receivers and stuff like that. That's trying to, yeah. that's yeah. trying to get their career back on track. And they might have had a little off season. They're like, oh, Calvin over there in the building. And I could talk to him like whenever I want. I, 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 right. I, I'll sign up with it. I, it looks a, it looks a lot more appealing. And, and and Chris Spielman said it. He said, you know, I was glad that he said, and I didn't watch his full pressure, but he said, I'm also here to help build the culture. And to me, that to me that he was when he said that to me, he said, I'm gonna get Calvin Johnson his money. That's what he said to he me. Better. If he do that, I'm, I'm he my man like forever, forever. Like 
Spielman, and Spielman built like that. Like he is built like that. He he a smart dude. He knows that you gotta have guys like that around. Like you cannot have them away from the building. That makes no sense. It makes us look bad. It makes us. And honestly, and I don't want to keep bringing them up, but wow, did Quinn and them mess that up bad? Oh my goodness, man! This is this was terrible. They, you know, that's how I knew Bob Quinn wasn't a good GM. Because it's like, yo, you know, you're hearing it. And it came out. It came out. It was like a, as soon as they were talking about, you know, him being, him even getting into the Hall of Fame, you know, when he was mentioning his name, to me, that would seem like a perfect time to say, you know what, let me call up, let me, let me, let me call Buddy up and, and, and see if I can make this right. I feel like had he done that, he, it's a few things had they did differently. They probably would still have a job. I'm glad that they didn't do it, <laughs> but they probably would have still had a job. You know what I'm saying? Um, but to me, that's how I knew he wasn't a GM, a good GM for real, because it was kind of like he. It, it kind of was like his, his when he came in, he was looking at the Calvin Johnson situation like, oh, I didn't mess it up. I didn't mess Calvin Johnson up. I didn't. I didn't quote unquote. Um, you know was his decision to leave here and pretty much he said he wasn't because I remember they asked him like had he talked to Calvin Johnson and he said he had not he had reached out to him at all so yeah he was stubborn he was he was arrogant just like you could tell like from a lot of other players in their position on you know how he treated them like he was arrogant and he didn't want to make amends he was just like well it's my way to highway and I'm I'm running the show here so we don't need you go somewhere else get your money somewhere else all right but you know, karma's karma's a B, right? That's what they say. Karma is a B, and now look at you. You're looking on the outside, and everybody's getting excited for football. And you're looking on the outside. You know, what I'm saying you you're not gonna be you're not gonna be involved with that. You're not gonna be with a team. Same for Matt Patricia. You know, look at what look at where your arrogance and your everything has gotten you. Right. And and and, and you know. I know we started this conversation. The reason why we're having this podcast is just because of the hires. I will say I congratulate the uh, Sheila for for bringing those guys in and uh, saying saying yeah, yeah saying good. that I need help and you get you getting help from lions. You know what I mean? You getting mm-hmm, help from mm-hmm. from some dogs that that can eyeball some talent. Been to yeah. war here and know yeah and know what it feel like to lose here. She Sheila right now in my book has. She's got two good. She's got two points right now in my book. Um, the first good point was I remember I had said probably on a, a, a past podcast I had said, "Yo, if she, if this is what I'm looking for for Sheila, if she fires them after this game, she she's making progress." And she didn't, I mean, she didn't fire him the day after, but what she fired him like two days after. So she got a point for me in my book because that's what I would have done. Um, fired him. I probably would have fired him that night, <laughs> kind of like the Falcons did to Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, they they did got Dan Quinn up out of it. But you know what? They had been telling Dan Quinn like, "Look, you gotta win these games. You can't. You gotta win these games." And I think Arthur Blank was embarrassed by the loss, and they he was out. He was at the game too, so there's a difference. Um, just like Sheila was at the game. You know, we seen her with her, her hands covering her face, so she was at the game as well. Um, so she got a point for that. And then this right here was a good, this was another good point. 
to bring in some guys, like you said, that are dogs, that are really Lions guys. And not only did she only bring them in, but she brought some other guys in who are, you know, known and respected in the football, uh, you know, the football world. And um, it, it was a good look to me, you know. And also, I like it, too, because I feel like when you don't know football, you can be swindled. Like, I feel like Matt Patricia and Bob, Bob Quinn, they were swindling them as, as far as football stuff goes. So now when you have a guy in the room who can say, well, that's, that's not right. You don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, okay, they can't be swindled. You know, when they go to talk to these guys and see what they ask them, what they right. want to do with the organization. Right. Because now you can't a be swindled. Like Spillman and Barry, you got to remember, when you played in the NFL and you've been playing since grade school, and you've seen coaches like on all levels. You know a good coach when you see. You know a good coach when you t- hear him talk. You see what I'm saying? Like I was funny the other day. I was watching um, uh, Marshawn Lynch, and he was like, uh, "There's a show called To Fix My Bar or Fix My Restaurant." I don't know if you ever watched mm-hmm. that, but uh, Marshawn has a Lynch. I mean, Marshawn Lynch has a a bar out there in Oakland, and he had the guy come in and he fixes bars and restaurants. And he's watching the whole bar, and he's sitting there with Marshawn. He's telling them everything that's wrong and what needs to be fixed. And the first thing Marshawn did was look at him and said, "I ain't gonna lie to you. You could have been a coach in the NFL." And he said, "You'd have been. He said you'd have been really good, because he said you got me ready to go through a wall right now and get everybody in that in that in that restaurant. You feel me? So people like players right. know when a guy is good or not just by that te- just by being around it for so much. So I'm happy that the next coach that comes in will actually get eyeballed by these guys, and they're going to be like, yeah, nah, I'm good. We need The Lions, we need something else. And they're going to know from the from that heart from that heart aspect to say how me and you always talk, like, yeah, you're a coach, but you're just a coach that could probably get us to nine, nine and seven. We want, we want 12 and four. We want 13 and three. That's that. That's the coach right. you want. You have to find. You have to find the balance. Like uh, Tomlin. Tomlin is a guy. He's a leader of men. He's also an ex. He knows the game. He's a leader of men, and he also knows the X's and the O's of the game. He stays. He studies the game. You know, to me, um, if you if you you're not a student of the game, if if you're st- still using the same, like, the thing with the, the, the Steelers is they're always up to date. Like, their offense right now is an up-to-date offense. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, with, with Patricia, it was like, yeah, he's an X's and O's guy, but he's an X's and O's guy for the last generation of football. Like, his system worked years and years and years ago. You know, his – his defense got cooked the last two times they was in a Super Bowl. So he's in a, you know, he's in a, um, we, we need a guy who, and they were, they were talking about this on ESPN. And it's like, in order to be a head coach, it's not just being the X's and O's guy. That's why every coordinator that is good as being a coordinator is not really as good as being a head coach because you have to be a right. leader of men. Right. You have to be able to, lead men you have to be able to talk to me you have to be able to look a man right. in his eye and to be able to tell him what needs to be done and him be able to feel comfortable in following you it's, it's one thing if you a dude and you look at me and say hey Darius Slay 
you know, you good, but you ain't that good. You need to work on this. Um, and you've never won anything. So I'm Darius Slay. I'm looking at you like, man, nigga, I'm, I'm the best player on this team. How you can't tell me that. You know, I'm the best player on this team. I didn't, I didn't shut down everybody in the league. Everybody talking about me. What have you done? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's another thing for the, to have a guy like Jim Caldwell come to you, look you in the eye, and tell you, hey, man, listen, I think you're a great player. You know, you can be better. We're going to work on this. And then you, as a man, say, yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I know 100% what you're talking about. Yeah, 100%. You have to be able – you have to be able to be – it's just – it's almost like being a manager. You know, just because you know everything about – you know you know everything about the ins and outs of the company and the store doesn't mean you can be the manager at the store. You you know, you might just be good in the, in the, the, the position you're in right now, but you ain't good enough to be a manager because you got to be able to communicate stuff a certain way. You have to be able to deal with personalities. You have to be able to look at the the big picture. You know, you have to be able to you have to be able to mold. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to put people in position to say, okay, listen, I know I got a guy over here. He ain't good with customers, but he sure can move quick. I'm gonna put him in the back, have him stock this stuff up for me. I'm gonna put Patricia in the front. She's a talker, so she can. I, I'm gonna put her right up there where she's good at. You know, so that way the store can excel. Patricia was more so like, are you going to go where I tell you to go? You know, I hired you to work on Sundays, so you're going to work on Sunday. Right. Right. And, and you see where that got us. You see how nobody responded to it. You know, you it, it, it's, it's more than just having a good system or, you know, you got to have guys that respond to it. You know, and the thing with Belichick is, no, Belichick is not uh, um, he's not that much of a, a a people person, but he is a leader of men in other ways. You know, he he's a guy who, if he says, hey, you know, we can win a championship this year as long as y'all do this, you can win a champ. You can, from his past accomplishments, you can look at him and say, we can win a championship. You know what I'm saying? He's done. He has the pedigree. Definitely, and obviously, you can see. He cannot be duplicated. He cannot be. He can't. Be. He can't. He he can't be duplicated. And this is the thing: everybody who is now coming from the New England coaching tree, um, and not the coordinator. So like not Patricia, not um, uh, Daniels, but the dude that's over there in in New York right now, and and even Flores. Everybody that's coming from that tree that are doing their own thing and being their own person, they're having success. Mm. It's only the coaches that come from that tree that try to be Belichick and try to be, you know, this or that, that are not having success. Yep. Hopefully that was the last of it. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope, hope, I hope so. so. Hope they all <laughs> learn, like, yep, uh, yeah, that ain't, that ain't going to work. If I don't see another New England's player, coach, <laughs> assistant in Detroit, I, I won't be upset. At all. I, I genuinely won't care because those guys were terrible. Yeah, it, it was definitely some off-balance stuff going on. And we sent them some players that turned out to be pretty cool for them. That's the cold part. But uh, That's the cold, cold part, part man. Uh, 
Man, uh, we touched a lot on this, man. Uh, uh, definitely a, a good day, um, you know, from having a lot of bad days the last, what, couple months. Uh, shoot, I want to say since the day before the draft, uh, it's been uh, pretty bleak. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right. It's been a bad – I mean, you when you said that, man, it really is sad. It's been bad. Um, it's been bad days in the Detroit Lions um, fan world since draft day. I mean, it's been pretty much terrible um, ever since then. I'm glad we got some positivity now. And I just tell everybody that's listening and um, just to keep your ears open and stay looking because it's going to be some more news. It's going to be more news coming out in the in the coming days and in the in even into the current weeks. So just keep your you know your ears open. And, yep, and on a business note, today's our first day. We starting off on the uh, the new anchor and and new Spotify. Uh, also on the iTunes. Uh, also, we starting off with a new handle for uh, on the Twitter. It's going to be uh, at Detroit Lions SZN season short, and also yes, same as Instagram and YouTube, and uh, we 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 actually gonna be hustling it up on those uh, avenues, so gonna be putting in the work, so you'll be seeing us a lot more. So tune in, um, you know, I guarantee if you like uh, real stuff, you are gonna like this. If you like real talk, definitely gonna like this podcast and everything we bringing even on Twitter. If you if you don't like it and you like to be sugar coated and you know you know ha- have your hand held, you probably ain't gonna like it. But it's all good. It's, it might it's, not be yeah. the place for you. And 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 also we're gonna try to um, definitely make sure we get um, more into the visual side too, so that way you can kind of see us, you know, um, up close and kind of face to face and you know just just kind of um, vibe with us a little bit. Um, on a YouTube yep. situation. And then we're going to get our merch merchandise up, too. So you're going to see us wearing the merch while we're doing some Zooms. And it, it, it's going to be real, man. It's, it's going to be a good next couple years. I'm hoping it's a good decade, man. It's still 2020. If we can get this, this coach and GM uh, search done the right way, man, the next decade could be really good, man. That's what I'm hoping for, you know, from 2000. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling positive about it. I'm, it's I'm it's a, it's, it's, it's a good positive. feeling right now. It's, if if anything, it, it, be optimistic. It's the time to be like, yo, put it out there in the earth and be like, hopefully, yeah. you know, divine intervention takes place and God is saying like, yo, y'all's been bad for so long. I I gotta make it right. And when they and, and when God make it right, he gonna look and be like, yo, this franchise been so bad for so long. I'm gonna give y'all a 10 year runoff, and I'm gonna give you like six, seven trips in that 10 year runoff. You know what I mean? That's how it works, man. Yeah, and it, 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 I mean every, I mean I just want fans to also realize it can be done. I know a lot of fans, you know, some of them feel like it can't be done, and and they, that's why they're kind of happy and holding on to, you know, the, the the little bit of mediocrity that we have. But you know, the Steelers were a terrible organization until they got the right, right. people in place, and you know they they got themselves in order. You know, every organization right nope. now that's up and running, we're all, they, at one point, yeah. we're all terrible organizations. We just happen to kind of take that and, you know, go, you know, run with it. But um, it, it definitely is a time to be optimistic. Um, you know, the draft is coming up. You know, we're going to have a hot spot in the draft. 
you know, we're getting ready to get a new coach, new GM. So now's a good time for the Detroit area and just everybody to be positive because you don't want someone to come in kind of like how Patricia came in. When he came in, it, it was uh, it definitely was um, it was it was it was negative right away, you know. Right. And, and, so um, oh, go ahead. You know, and then no, I was just gonna say um, you know it was kind of almost the opposite. You know, when when um, Jim Caldwell came in, you know, it was positive. You know, when he came in, he got such a positive, um, especially that first year because they went eleven and five, and he got such a positive you know, viewing, you know, it was the later years where he started getting more into, you know, seeing how negative it can be in Detroit. But tell everybody to be positive. That's it, man. Hope for the best. It's going to come. It's, it's a reason why Quinn and Patricia was let go when they were let go. And I'm letting you know this 2020, this is the runoff for us. I I actually feel it, man. And I think sometimes uh, even the Fords, as much as I dislike uh, – you know, how they've been doing, making decisions in the past. I don't even think they can mess this up no more because I think it's out of their hands. Uh, out of their hands. I don't think they can mess it up. They can't mess it up. They can't Yeah, mess I think it up, now they just realize it's out of their hands. And, man, we seen today. Today was a – man, I'm telling you, I'm not as enthused as I should be. I should be yelling on the phone right now, but bringing Spillman in and Barry and if they, and, them, and them guys could get Calvin in and – you know, man, I'm 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 ecstatic. I'm I'm ready. I was I'm super happy about it, man. That, you're right. I, I'm not even. I didn't even get on Twitter and and you know talk about it as much as I probably should have. But um, I'm I'm definitely. Yeah, matter of fact, what you do it. is get on the Twitter on the new Twitter handle. That's how you do it. Let's go. Yeah, I'm actually I'm um once I get off and, and take care of some stuff, um, other stuff I got, I'm gonna get on there actually tonight before I go to sleep and. And kind of, um, you know, follow follow a couple people that we need to follow, and um, you know, try to get some followers. That's the main thing. Try to get some followers, and uh, we got to figure out. Oh, we got to post. As soon as we get this one, we got to post the link. So all right, I'll send it to you. And we also, right, and then we also shout out. I also shout it out on my regular Twitter. As well. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you said oh, okay. I got you. Oh no, I was. Right, yeah, I was saying I'm gonna shout the new podcast out on my regular Twitter just so you know, kind of get um, I definitely I'll do it on mine too. And then, uh, man, we out, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Let's get to 